Hi and welcome to another podcast from The Human Diver where we are looking to apply counter-errorism techniques in diving. By that we mean human factors and non-technical skills. Our goal is to give you the knowledge and skills so that your dives are safer and more enjoyable. The podcast is a mixture of short podcasts based on the blogs we have and longer podcasts which will be interviews or discussion topics. Show notes will be provided so you can dig deeper if you want. Ready to jump in? The problem we have when we call something going wrong human error is that it is a bucket that we can throw everything we think is wrong into, but the term doesn't help us learn. Sure, the diver, the instructor, the skipper, or the dive center manager did something that ended up not going as they expected, but unless we know what was happening at the time and immediately before, how do we stop it from happening again? Saying things like, pay more attention, you need to have greater awareness, don't forget your fins next time, be clearer with your communication, or make sure you don't rush and take your time might appear to be helpful because they seem to correct what went wrong, but they don't take into account what was going on at the time, and so learning rarely happens. We can easily describe examples of errors, but what is a good definition? How about an unintended outcome from a preferred behavior, or just something we didn't intend to do? We'll discuss the preferred behavior bit at the end of this blog, as that is important. Professor James Reason, the guy who is known for the Swiss cheese model, noticed that one day in the 1970s while getting some cat food ready for his cat, he nearly spooned cat food into the teapot which was next to the cat's bowl and ready for him to add some hot water. He thought about why this happened, especially as he realized that these sorts of issues happened in high-risk industries with much greater consequences than a dodgy cup of tea. Reason came up with three groups of error types and a fourth special group called violations. The errors and violations were broken into unintended actions and intended actions. The two types of unintended actions are slips and lapses. Slips were failures of attention. It might be that someone or something caused a distraction which led to the wrong thing being done or something being missed out, or there was a reversal or incorrect order in a sequence, for example a diver attaches their dry suit feed after they've put their long hose in position and in the process they trap the long hose under the dry suit feed so it can't be deployed in an emergency. To reduce slips we need to change the environment to reduce distractions. Lapses are related to failures of recall or memory. The operator might forget a planned item, they might lose their place in a sequence, or forget what they were supposed to do for example, the team of divers are doing their final checks and the deckhand asks them a question about their runtime and planned decompression. As they answer this, the team loses track of their progress and misses a critical item which causes a problem in the water. The use of checklists can help prevent slips and lapses if they are carried out properly, otherwise they can increase these sorts of errors. If a check is broken, it is restarted from the beginning to make sure something wasn't dropped. Intended actions came in two sorts, rule-based and knowledge-based. Rules-based mistakes are where the operator applies a bad rule, for example, using incorrect teachings to calculate the amount of gas needed for an ascent. So they run out of gas when a gas-sharing ascent happens, or they misapply a good rule. For example, they believe that their gas consumption rate at depth is 20 bars every five minutes. However, they are using much smaller cylinders than normal, and so run out of gas because they didn't recognize the faster consumption rate. Knowledge-based mistakes are where the diver thinks they are doing the right thing, but it is the wrong thing, for example, turning around at a planned bottom time, but not recognizing that the current has picked up and they are now much further from the shot line and can't ascend the shot and must do a free ascent. 
Mistakes can be reduced by completing an effective dive plan and then a detailed brief with open questions to check understanding. A debrief also identifies whether rules or knowledge didn't necessarily match what happened on the dive, so the knowledge and rules can be improved next time. Violations are when it looks like a rule was broken on purpose. It could be because of an emergency or unusual event such as descending below the maximum operating depth of the gas to rescue another diver or a routine violation such as be on the surface with 50 bars, but the norm has become 25 to 30 bars so the divers can make the most of the bottom time on the reef. A special type of violation is called sabotage where there is genuine intention to damage something. Fortunately, this happens very rarely. Note that since Professor Reason put violations under the topic of intended action, the safety science community has recognized that routine violations are often signs of organizational weaknesses such as lack of quality control, lack of feedback, poor training materials, poor briefing, and normalization of deviance. If an investigation ends with human error, this is an opportunity to start looking into what sorts of errors occurred. You'll probably find that many of these will happen when something goes wrong. Where was the diver's attention pointing? What was distracting them? Why? Did they have a good understanding of the task at hand? If not, why not? Was their training incomplete? Was the brief poor? Had they made some flawed assumptions about this dive and not checked them? Was it the norm for people to deviate from standards? We are social creatures and therefore it is harder to conform to the rules than it is to conform to the social norm. This final point links back to the first definition of an error, an intended action. What we think we should be doing isn't necessarily the same as what the rest of the team or organization think should be happening. This is what we mean by preferred behavior. If the standards and behaviors are aligned, great. Remember that accidents and incidents happen as deviations from what is normally done, not just deviations from the rules. The next blog in the Human Factors in Diving for Dummies series will look at what a just culture is and why we need it if we are going to learn from the different types of errors and violations that happen all the time. Here's an example of some errors from a real situation. An advanced open circuit trimix instructor and mod one CCR instructor was guiding an open circuit guest on a reef in the Red Sea. The first dive was relatively short, which meant the gas consumed in their twin set was less than expected. And so the planned air top to bring the mixture from 28% to 25% didn't happen. The instructor was busy getting the guests sorted and they never ran a dive brief for the second dive, which was planned for 55 meters. Because the cylinders weren't air topped, the instructor ended up with a partial pressure of oxygen of 1.82 at 55 meters because they still had 28% in their cylinders. Fortunately, they did not have an issue. They only realized the seriousness of the event after the dive. This story contains a number of slips, lapses, and mistakes, and could also include an unintended violation. Putting them all into the bucket of human error or complacency doesn't help the learning. However, if we look at the error-producing conditions, we are more likely to reduce the likelihood that this happens again. In summary, the term human error is widely used to describe a reason why something went wrong. However, it doesn't help us learn because it only really says what happened and not how it made sense for the diver to do that thing which led to an unintended outcome. If you read human error or diver error as the cause, that is your opportunity to go digging deeper to understand how it made sense for the diver to do what they did. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to know more about what was discussed in this episode, head over to the Human Diver website at thehumandiver.com where you will find details about our education programs 
the If Only documentary, the book Under Pressure, and the many, many blogs we have published there. If you think others should listen and learn, consider sharing the link. Thank you.